We are talking about me. I'm Sam, Sam Arrow from TikTok. Um, this is the podcast with Dan called Talk Tonight. Uh, and you're listening to me ramble on. He is the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. Hello and welcome to the TikTok diaries, TikTok live stories, whatever it may be. We don't know yet. We don't know. I haven't got a clue. We're making this we up as we go along, aren't we, Dan? No, yeah, we're just going to make it up as we go along. But our first guest is a very special guest. It's Sam Arrow. Or as I've just learned, Sam Horvath. <laughs> Horvath, Horvath. I, I, what's your name? Sam Horvath. It's Sam. Well, originally I was born with Sam Horvath. That's my real Horvath. name. Horvath. But, um, yeah, I do my, apologize my... for absolutely butchering that. <laughs> That's all right. It's Hungarian. Not many people get it. It's it's a it's a really weird surname, which is exactly why I changed it so that people can just find me find me easier um, on socials and stuff like that. So Sam Arrow is my uh, online alter ego. Certainly is. So yeah, Sam Arrow drums. TikTok. Let's just let's have a look at the scores on the doors as I stand now. Three hundred and fifty nine thousand eight hundred, and I'm sure there's a, a couple more in there. Nine point three million likes. That is, those are crazy numbers, Sam. Absolutely crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. I never would have thought I would have ever done anything like that. Um, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Uh, it just keeps going up. I can't believe it. It's great. <laughs> it is absolutely mental. I can only dream of that. We hit 100k likes the other day, and I was bloody over the moon with that. But well, <laughs> mate, I remember when I when I when I got my first like 100k, I was I was literally, well, no, I, yeah, I was I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because it was mainly. I'm sure we'll get into this a bit more, but it was mainly just one video for me that kind of like took off and set the basis for everything. So when that one video kind of went viral and was climbing and climbing and climbing, like every time it hit like a milestone, like 100K, 250K, I was just like, I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. And every time I'd wake up and it would be on like another 500K, when I I hit my first a million likes on the, you know, on the TikTok page and it says, you've hit a million likes, straight to the, straight to the shop, bottle of champagne, (laughs) popped it open. It was just, it was a big moment. Yeah, it was good. Definitely, definitely. We will be there. We will be there sooner rather than there. But you will be after this, mate. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> up, so mate. Um, before we talk TikTok and your life now, let's go back to the beginning. And yeah, just okay. take us back to when you were young, school life, and yeah, just. Okay, we'll go, right, we'll go right, right back, right back let's to go, the childhood. So yeah, back to the start. I, I, <laughs> I grew up in uh, Cambridgeshire. Um, a very musical family really musical family my dad although he didn't really play many instruments he just absolutely loved the classics Springsteen ACDC Hendrix uh, Cream The Doors that whole the whole like 70s 60s 70s 80s Rocky exactly so I literally (laughs) just grew up surrounded by that surrounded by that um, I've got a brother a few years older than me, and uh, when he was born, he was had a guitar shoved in his hand with, within about six months. So he was always the guitarist. I came out about two years later, and I had a pair of drumsticks thrown, thrown in my hands at birth. There's a picture of me on the Instagram somewhere, and it's literally me. I think I'm about seven weeks old, 
and I'm behind we'll a little drum kit. We'll pop that on the screen right now. We'll pop it in the screen. Yeah. I'll send it to you after. Yeah. Um, yeah, I must have been. I must have been so young. And it's my brother on his guitar. He's about two. I've just been born, and he's. I've got a pair of drumsticks and a and a little Argos drum kit in front of me. So my dad was always very like your your both of my sons are being musicians, which I cannot thank him enough for. Like incredible. So I was in a band with my brother Josh for years and years and years. Uh, when we were like in primary school and secondary school, we were in a covers band. My dad used to drive us to all the pubs on the weekend and we'd play, we'd play all the pubs when you could still smoke inside, all of that. So I'd be there at like 12 years old with a drum kit that was far too big for me. All the fellas were smoking and we were playing <laughs> Mustang Sally and Back in Black and all that, me and my brother. Um, and then, yeah, I did that for years. A few covers bands here and there while I was doing my GCSEs, all of that stuff. And then when I hit 17, I finished my GCSEs and I said, do you know what? I, I, I loved my little hometown village. I loved it. I had a great childhood there, but it was like, if I want to do this properly, I need to live in London or a big city. So I said to my dad at 17, I said, I want to move to London. Um, and he said, yeah, go on then. Yeah, cool. And I couldn't believe like the support. So I, um, I had a look online what, what, um, what kind of education I could get to kind of support my, because I can't just move to London and do nothing straight away. So I, um, I found a college called ICMP. It's the Institute of Contemporary Music Performance. Uh, it's in Kilburn in London. Um, and it's like a, a diploma course, basically, for one year. So I moved to London um, and just and did that for a year. Um, lived just, I started in a student halls and then I just got like tiny little shitty flats. Um, I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. Yeah, do what you put yeah. like, your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got tons of, tons of shitty flats here and there and just did that for a year. And then... Um, I met John. John is my closest friend ever. Um, he moved down from Liverpool at a similar time that I moved down um, to London. He moved from Liverpool to London. And he, we were just looking to be in a band, really. Uh, we found each other on, like, joinmyband.com. And we were like, oh, shit, we live really close. Uh, we met for a jam at the Roundhouse in Camden in the rehearsal rooms. And kind of that was... That was the start of everything in yeah. terms of my London life, really. Um, so I was 17 at the time, met John, joined this band. And since then, like, up until basically pre-lockdown, which was probably 2006 years, six, seven years, I was in this band. Uh, we were called Judas. Um, we toured, as you mentioned, you had to Sherlock's earlier. We toured with Sherlock's. We did, we did some massive stuff. It was, the, it was amazing. Being, like, 17, 18, 19, 20 in, like, an indie band, tour in the uk in like a, the worst van in fact when we started touring we were going up and down in mega buses to all the venues and then we managed to pull enough together to buy the, the worst van in history um and then we just did we toured the uk for six years straight doing just the worst venues the stickiest floors playing to two people playing to ten people um, but after a few years, we started to make a bit of a name for ourselves. Um, so we started to get a book on the festivals and stuff like that. And then we managed to do, we did Reading and Leeds main stage. We did the Isle of Wight main stage. We started to to do some bits, which was really, really, really fun. And that was like the best time. When I, I look back on that now and I'm like, that's the good old days. Yeah. Being in a van, sleeping in the van, sleeping on people's floors, sleeping in the venue. Um, getting pissed every single night on the cheapest bottle of vodka we could. God, um, 
it was amazing. I look back on that now, and it's, it was only a few years ago, but I look back <laughs> yeah. and it was, be- it was beautiful. It was beautiful times. And then basically lockdown hit, and as, as that happens with every single other musician on the planet, it just kind of puts a halt on everything. And especially when you're, you're a band that's still up and coming, it's, it takes a big hit because you kind of, kind of rely on, on having regular gigs and yeah. making fans and selling merch and stuff like that. So this is kind of where the TikTok... I haven't shut up yet, sorry, but this yeah, is where the, kind of the TikTok right, leaks right. into it because um, lockdown happened. Everyone went home to their parents' house because we didn't know how long this bloody thing was going to go on for. Um, and then that was when I first downloaded TikTok and I was like, oh, I'm not downloading that stupid app. Everyone was going on. A- <laughs> I kept seeing it on my Instagram and I was like, no way, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then the boredom came in and I was like, bloody hell, I'll get an account. Downloaded <laughs> it and just like everyone else, I spent nine hours a day scrolling through TikTok yeah. during lockdown. Um, and I was like, bloody hell, this is great. Um, started posting a couple of stupid videos of me and my dog and me and my family pissed and all that. Um, and then, and then when lock, between lockdown one and two, I came back to London because I just needed, I needed to be back in London. So it was just yeah. like my, it's my home really. And uh, there's a drum booth just down the road from me uh, that you can rent out by the hour. So I went in and started just like keeping up with my chops and doing that. And then a couple of times after being in there, I was like, why don't I just film it and stick it on TikTok? So I did that for four or five months. Uh, no, actually, that's probably a bit shorter than that, probably about three months. Um, and just throwing up and started doing a few covers in that and um, didn't really take off. Um, and then I did, Little Naz released um, Industry Baby, I think it was. Um, and I covered that and that started, like that was my first video that I uploaded and the views, rather than getting like 50 or 60 views, I, it started going up to like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, then it was like 10,000. And I was like, my God, this is like mad. That, I, the algorithm just picked me up. It was lovely, yeah. it was great. Um, and then I was like, bloody hell, it was like, it was almost like an addiction. It was like, oh my God, yeah. like I've got, I've got like 50,000 views on this video. I need to get more. I need to get more. I need to get more. And then is when the real magic happens because Billy, Billy Eilish released Happier Than Ever. Yeah. And I was like, obviously it was quite a drum heavy track. So I just went, okay, I'm just going to cover that. Went in the booth, few beers, few Red Bulls about 50 takes 50 takes obviously the, the post you see on tiktok is just like the best possible to take yeah. but i'm in there for hours like doing yeah, it over know. and over again until i'm like happy with it i'm sure if you listen to it you think they all sound the same but for me i'm like i need that perfect one and then i finally got it i was dripping with sweat i was like screaming um uploaded that and like i woke up the next morning and it had like a million views and i was like holy shit what the hell is going on here what the hell is going on? And then like every time I went on my phone, it was going up by another 200,000, 300,000. It was jumping up that in those bigger blocks. And I was like, I just could not believe what was happening. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, my followers were going up um, from like, I think I've still got a, a screenshot on my phone when I had 200 followers on TikTok. And then like, I've got like screenshots throughout where it goes 100,000, yeah, yeah. 200,000, 300,000. I'm like, bloody hell. And so yeah, that kind of just gave me that platform then from that one video to just everything that I released from then on kind of had a higher base level of views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like rather than just averaging like 
a thousand views, everything then averaged 10,000 views, even my, even my shittier videos that I didn't really put much effort into. So, and it just, that was just from then on, it was just like, that's it's basically been my whole life going in, um, doing, doing drum videos on TikTok. I've kind of been trying to lean into the fashion stuff a bit more and like what I'm wearing, what I'm buying from vintage, stuff like that. Yeah. But the, the the spine of my TikTok now is just it's just me doing popular drum covers. People in the comments request what they want. Um, and then it wasn't long after that that like there was a few I got a few emails which I it just completely blew my mind for like brand deals and advertising mm. through my TikTok. And like that was something that I'd never even like thought about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the first one I got was Amazon met emailing me. Amazon Prime emailing me saying, we want you to promote our new series. Um, we want you to do six videos for us for a, a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, like I, I'd never seen like that much money. I, like, I've yeah. always lived like month to month. I've never seen that much money in my account. And I was like, bloody hell, this is, this is just incredible. This has literally changed my life. I had a part-time job in a phone shop that I just quit because I was like, I hate, I've worked there for eight years part-time yeah. while I was doing all the touring stuff. Quit that and just, just, focused on being like being a tiktoker kind of thing um and i've enjoyed every second of it it's so freeing and it's so nice um yeah admittedly sometimes if you get like a few videos that aren't doing too well it does kind of affect you especially at the yeah, beginning yeah. it was affecting me mentally in terms of like if i did three videos like i'd be in a bad mood for the whole day if like some of my videos weren't performing and it took me a while to like teach myself that my life does not revolve around how many views I get on bloody TikTok. Um, so luckily, luckily I learned that pretty quick. And like, if a video goes badly now, I just move on, get over it. That's what we're like at the moment. Um, like obviously with releasing the videos and stuff like that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed uh, Tom Meehan from Kasabian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. probably like my biggest interview ever. Yeah. Uh, so I was, admittedly nervous didn't know how it would go especially after everything in his personal life like i got a ball came from his manager before i went on uh, basically saying you're not allowed to yeah. talk about that at all i sort of wheeled like wheedled it out of him a bit but i was like i was on my best behavior and when yeah. that came that's just hit for us 20k views and on youtube it's so hard getting it on youtube and trying to hit that algorithm but I'm the same, yeah. like, even though it's not on the same level as what you're on, just checking every day how many views I'm yeah. getting. And it is an addiction. And it, just it from is, what you were saying there, how have you sort of got over that addiction to, like, for it not to bother you? Honestly, my mates telling me to be stop being such a prick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that was it. It was just like oh, when I first started coming out. It's like obviously I was checking it every ten seconds. I'll be yeah, in the yeah. pub watching a match with my mates, and I'll be checking my TikTok views, and they'll be calling me up on it, like like they should, like good yeah. mates should. Saying, "Would you just put that fucking phone away for two seconds and just like hang out with me and have a pint?" And I think yeah. just, it was kind of that realization that I was just being, that it was like taking over my life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's okay to take away your life in a good way, but like when you just start getting, I, was, I think I just was teetering on the edge of being a bit of an asshole. So, right. okay. <laughs> so my friends okay. pushed me back into that place and it kind of reset me. And now it's just like, like, like I'm, for, like the other day I did a, 
I'd, I'd done a, a drum cover and I put it up and I was thinking, like, it got, I think it got 300 views, which, like, for me, that was like, what the hell? Mm. Um, and, then, and then you've got to realise, like, not every video. I think someone told me it was a 95-5, which basically means 95% of the videos you put up will not do well and 5% will. Right, okay. And when I le- when I learned that, I was like, okay, you've just got to like throw it out there. If it doesn't get views, it doesn't get views. There'll be one person that likes it, and that's all that matters. And then just move on to the next one. Brilliant stuff. And um, so, in your um, your monologue, you could say you touched on quite a lot. Um, just let's go back. You said you said I'm allowed to talk about. I'm only joking. I touched on your your school life. Like you mentioned it briefly, but your childhood sounds like uh, when you were talking. I was thinking about like tenacious D, the pick of destiny. I was never allowed to play the guitar. I was never allowed into music. You had like the polar opposite to that. So like in school, was it? In fact, was it just music or? I can't even tell you how opposite it was from that because I wasn't allowed a PlayStation, I wasn't allowed an Xbox, none of that shit. Well, it yeah, was you get in from you get in from school, you do an hour practice on the drums, and then you're allowed to do your homework. I wasn't allowed to do my homework until I practiced the drums. What, That's it? how like. So you, have you ever sorry, had any other like prospects, or has it only ever been you're going to be a musician? You never thought, oh, I might be um, an accountant. Was <laughs> it? Never. From from the moment I was born, my dad was like, "Yeah, you'll be a musician," which I which I I thank him for so much. Um, but no, there was never any like ifs or buts. It was always I'm going to be a, a drummer. In fact, lately, in in fact, the last kind of six seven months, it has broken out into just being a drummer to now being like a a content creator rather than just the music side of things. I've just got a new job um, for a company that that runs TikToks accounts for like big artists. Um, so I'm doing I'm doing more. The last six months I'm kind of leaning into doing it more for other people as well as myself. Um, in but not not always just drumming, drumming, drumming. Um, but to be honest, from from a young age, it's always been like I've always been on the. There's a, there's never been a plan B. Basically, it's always yeah, been yeah. do the drums. Is your, uh, did you say your band was called Judas? Was that right? Judas, yeah, Judas. Yeah, are, you, and then, are you still in the band? Well, yes and no, yes and no. So Judas was 2014 to about 2018. Um, yeah. And then we've kind of changed the project. It was all the same boys, but we changed it to Lona. That's still a thing now, L-O-N-A. Yeah. Um, and that's mainly just John, the singer from the band, um, who kind of just does everything. And I... Uh, play the drums for him basically um so we've done a few we did a yumi at six tour last november um went around the uk with them and we got a couple of shows this year but i'm i'm kind of doing more session stuff now as well so um as as you can see from the tiktok i'm doing like i'm on tour at the moment with a girl called may um who we're supporting marina and the diamonds around around the uk uh so we played brixton academy (laughs) two days ago which was just my bucket list venue to play Um, so I can't believe I've done that and then we're off to Dublin at 6am tomorrow morning
Tor at the moment. So are you just playing drum? Is it Maeve, did you say? M-A-E-V-E? Yeah, Maeve is uh, an incredible artist. She's like a like a dark kind of like alt pop kind of really, really cool tunes. Check them out. Um, so I'm sessioning for her at the moment on the tour with Marina and the Diamonds. So we've done five shows so far. Um, we did Brixton a couple of days ago, which was just absolutely blew my mind. That was It's literally on my bucket list of venues to play and I can't believe I did it. It went really well. And then, yeah, Dublin is the last show on the tour, which is tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night we're playing Dublin, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Um, let's just take it back again. What was it like moving to London, 17, 18 years old? Must have been quite daunting. You can say that again, Dan. You can say that again. Um, <laughs> it must so have been quite daunting. At, at this point, I was 17. I just finished my GCSEs. Just yeah. finished. Um, I knew that I wanted to move to London. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And then my dad dropped me off. I had um, a week before my classes started. Um, and it was just the scariest thing ever. I, I was a virgin. I didn't have a drink. I've never done anything before. Like it was, I was just like this doe-eyed like newbie in London that had just right, been right. dropped on his own. Um, my dad, my dad was like, "All oh, right, cheers, right. Uh, give me a call later. I'll see you later." My dad left, dropped me off in London, left back to the countryside, and I was just where like, were you originally sat... from? Sorry, Cambridgeshire, Cambridgeshire, Cambridgeshire like Wisbeach okay. in Cambridgeshire, yeah, um, which is the complete polar opposite of, uh, of yeah, London. Yeah, I can imagine. So my dad, my dad left me in this room, and I just remember looking around, and I had like basically just a single bed and a box of clothes. And I was like, bloody hell, this is so real. I was terrified, terrified. It was so scary. Um, but when you're 17 and you just, oh, I tell you what, this is a funny story, actually. Um, I didn't have any idea at the time. So I applied for my provisional when I, I just turned 17, applied for my provisional. And it turned up at my student halls that I was staying in. Um, and on my re real provisional license, they'd spoke, they'd, um, printed my date of birth wrong and they said that I was 19 when I was 17 so my first week in London arrived at my student halls was a, a real fake ID uh, that said I was 19 when I was 17 so um, made a few mates with the people that are a few years older than me and just they just taught me how to drink they taught me how to they taught me pub culture they taught me spoons like, I was always quite a good boy in school. I didn't really drink that much. I like, never had a cigarette, never done anything like that. So it was just like a whole culture shock. I had to learn all of this, like, drinking culture and all of that in, in such a short space of time. But I think with anything, when you're 17 and you move to London, you're, you're that, that young, you just make friends. And you just, I think within, within three days, I was, like, on top of the world. Do you know what I mean? It was scary at the beginning. But if anyone's thinking about, like, taking the leap and like moving to London and all of that, I just say, do it. It's the best decision I've ever made. Like sometimes I look at the kids that I went to school with and they're still like in the same hometown, like doing the same kind of stuff. And I just, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that I kind of made that, made that leap um, to do, to do what I wanted to do really. No, I definitely feel that. I, um, I left home when I was 18, went to Manchester for four years. And it's, yeah. it's very similar, obviously, Manchester. It's just a little London, essentially. And I went there just full of music culture. You know, obviously, I talked tonight. We're, we're named after Oasis, for God's sake. We're, it's absolutely banging. And 
like you have to leave at some point um, growing up in Hull for, for us it's almost like frowned upon it, if you go to uni that sort of thing it's like right you're 16 you leave school you get a job you know you're miserable yeah. for the rest of your life and like for example pri- my primary school not one person other than myself went to uni which is quite weird to think but it's just the culture of the area I grew up working class now you need to get a job you need to be earning money you need yeah. to own a family and for me yeah. it was always like well now I want to I want out of this life I can do that I can do that later if I want to yeah 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 I want to go to uni I want to experience it and sounds very similar to yourself what was um it like when you started on TikTok and you started getting noticed it was an ego boost (laughs) it was it was it was it was um it was it was it was crazy honestly it was like it was so hard to like sink in what the hell was going on waking up with like a million views every morning and like it does go through like it does plateau every now and again but then you'll get another boost and you're like oh but it's just crazy you just can't believe it's happening to you when you're just like you just put like a drum cover up of you like in your drum booth just like playing a tune and then it's like I think it's like nearly, I think it's on 16 million now. And I'm like, how have 16 million people seen my drum cover? Like, it's mad. It's absolutely crazy. Um, it's hard to explain. It's, it's, it's a really nice feeling because you're like, obviously I've done this for years and years and years. And it's like a bit of like recognition is like really nice for like the hours I've put in to the craft. But yeah it almost feels a bit normal now and when I don't get views it feels a bit disappointing so I'm trying to teach myself to like to just live my actual life and that's my online life and it's completely different and it's like that what happens happens and I've still got my real life that that I live but yeah it's just it was just crazy it was like at the beginning it was so exciting I was every time it went up I was jumping up and down I was like calling my mates just going oh my god oh my god I can't believe it's gone up again it's gone up again like and they were like at the beginning they were like oh my god that's amazing and then they were like yeah shut up now yeah <laughs> do you think it's changed you as a person to like when you first went to london going out with mates to how you go out now for example is it like changed your life could you say as in as in tiktok yeah like is it just changed like your personality or you're still like the same yes. old sam who's just I'm, known by millions of people i am far more self-confident now um when when I was when I first moved to London I wasn't self-confident at all I'd been dropped in this city and I didn't know who I was um, but even like before TikTok and after TikTok I think even just that little bit of recognition and like this is a little bit of a spring in your step to be honest it, like it feels good it feels good like I to be fair you'd be it's just that whole like if I feel a little bit more fulfilled. I feel like I've had that little bit of recognition that I really wanted, that I like yeah. felt like I, I deserved almost a little bit from, from all the hours I've put in on the drums. But um, I've never once been recognised, never, in real life. I was literally just about to ask if anyone's ever come up to you. No, 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 no never, never, um, never. I thought it would happen like once or twice. Um, like I'm not expecting to like go to Tesco's and someone go oh my god you're the guy from TikTok like not at all I'm not I'm not bloody Lewis Capaldi 
But like, I thought like maybe one or two people might go, oh yeah, that you're that fella. But no, not happened once. God, my ego. Niche, when, what you're doing, when it though, does it? happen. It is. It is. It's yeah. so niche. It's so niche. It's not like I'm like because obviously that you've got these big, big, massive TikTokers that have millions of followers. Like, um, I think actually most of my followers, when you go on my analytics, are like Indonesia and places like that. Mm. So it's like I think London's like one percent or or something like that. So I'm not I'm not expecting to get super famous from this. It's just it's just nice to for people to enjoy to enjoy my covers. Really, yeah. Are you able to make a living from your TikTok? Obviously, you said you've gone into the content creator side, so I guess that's... But that's not your channel, is it? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, I'm just going to say some. There was... I was reading up yesterday about the TikTok creator fund. I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure from your position, you could tell us a little bit more about that and um, what it actually is and if you're part I got of it. I don't, I don't really know. I am. I am part of it. I got so excited when I got that notification saying, oh, you're eligible for the TikTok Creator Fund. Yeah. Um, about 50 million views in total later. I have the grand total of £300 in there. Great. Okay. So it's not a luc lucrative business. <laughs> not by any means. It is... It is not by any means. That's for every video that I've ever posted since I managed to sign up for the fund. Uh, it's about 300 quid, which is like, I know it's a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, for that many it's views, not, it's, it's, it, it, it's a such a side. Um, to go back to your other question, yes and no. Like, I had a couple of brand deals that managed to like get me out of my job, but I, I wouldn't say that it's without my TikTok has enabled me to get another job that is far more creative and like works in that industry and does that for other people but I think if it was just for if it was just my TikTok and that was my only way of making money I wouldn't be able to do it no is the answer to that and I'm sure some of the bigger creators will because obviously they get they got lots more lucrative uh, brand deals and advertising and stuff like that but I've only had like a couple of those so um think that obviously the bigger you get the, the easier it gets kind of thing but um at the moment i'm just grateful that my tiktok has allowed me to get a job that i enjoy doing that is like doing what i do for me for other people and that pays me so yeah is it a job it's not really a job that sort of thing it's it's not really a job yeah. it's not really a job it's so much fun it's what i do for me anyway but i just give my ideas to other people <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So have you got yeah. any like examples could you just tell us a little bit more about it yeah yeah <laughs> you're not going to believe this though you're going to think i'm bullshitting no, so no. i work i work for a company that, that that runs the social accounts of big artists so i am currently assigned to ed sheeran right, so okay. i do i do i um basically i go to his shows i get him before the show i shoot content with him for his tiktok i spend the week coming up with the ideas they get approved by the label then i go in and shoot with him um and then the account manager who works in the team uploads them and does all the copy and all of that. So I'm basically like the boots on the ground kind of press record guy yeah. for, for Ed at the moment. So um, I get to go to all his shows. I uh, went to Limerick last weekend um, to shoot on, on his tour, which is incredible. Um, it's, I've only done it a couple of months. Like I've only been there a while. I'm still the new kid. But uh, it's amazing. It's really good fun. It's amazing. What's it like working with Ed Sheeran? 
He is the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and I'm not just saying that. He is so... Like, if he, le- he left me waiting for about 10 minutes the other day and he was so apologetic and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, bro, you're literally about to play in front of like 50,000 people. Like, <laughs> like it, it's fine. No, he was so, 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 so nice. Um, all the stories you hear are true. He's just like an actual yeah. top geezer. Really nice. Nice. Is that the only person you've worked with so far or? Currently, yes. Yeah, yeah. currently. Um, there's a few other in the pipeline, but I'm on. I can't tell anyone at the moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's one of those NDA things, yeah. Right, okay. Is that sort of something you want to do for the rest of your life, or is it just, like, for the time being? What? What? I'll try and phrase I, it to a question. What are your future goals in life? <laughs> I'm really enjoying doing it now. Yeah. I really am. Um, so I haven't really thought that far ahead. I'm kind of just, like, okay. really enjoying the present at the moment. Who knows whether TikTok's going to be around in two, five, ten years? Like, yeah. who knows? Like, as quickly as it came, it could have gone. Like, look at like MySpace and even Facebook. Like, that's that's gone now, kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm really enjoying it now, and I love doing it. And even if it wasn't directly through TikTok, if it was just like content creation for I don't know another new app that comes on the block or Instagram or whatever. I'm really enjoying like being creative and kind of like working freelance and being my own boss and like coming up with ideas and not going into an office kind of thing. So if I can, if I can wangle this for as long as I can, great, I will do. Um, but also I've always, I, the long-term dream has always been like a drummer. So it would be um, incredible to, to get picked up by like a massive artist to go on tour. Like, yeah, yeah. um, Someone, someone that I know, uh, Sophie Guitar. She's just been, um, she's just been picked up by Machine Gun Kelly to go on the like the the world tour, uh, stuff like something like that would be, yeah. would be, would be incredible. So if I can do that kind of stuff uh, as well, great. But to be honest, I'm just, I haven't really thought too far ahead about it. No. I've only just been here. I've been here a couple of months, so I'm kind of just like learning the yeah. game and. Uh, learning the game and learning how how everything works and just just trying to make a good impression really so um just living for the moment ask me that question in six months and i might have an answer all right all right where, where do you rate tiktok in terms of like social media like, is it the top for you it, obviously for you like the impact it's having your life is but but even before before I even posted on TikTok, my first post, before I even, like, it was just so elite. I just think there's something so genius about the way the algorithm works that it just mm. tailors the page to you. It's like, if you like, like, my, my, my homepage is basically drums, dogs, and football. And it's yeah. like, if, if there's anything else apart from that, I'm like, well, that's weird. But it's like, the fact that the more... It's genius. It's like AI. It's like the more the information you give it, the, yeah. the more tailored the content that it supplies to you is. Um, whereas Instagram, you just, you go on it, whoever posted, you get. But it's just yeah. like, I just think it's so, it's so genius and it's so immersive. And because it's sound and visual, it's just like, it just sucks you in. It can get a bit dangerous at times because you just, you just spend <laughs> yeah, yeah. hours, hours, sure, on, yeah. hours on TikTok. But I think it's genius. I really do. I think it's amazing. Top tier, top tier. So you mentioned you're Hungarian. Is that something that's like been 
and influencing your life like with your parents or are you very much a part of British culture or is it sort of fading to your personality? Bit of both, bit of both. I'm, I'm, growing up I went to, to Hungary every single year, every single year. Um, my dad's Hungarian, he loves being Hungarian, very proud, um, proud of his heritage. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously Horvath is the Hungarian second name. Um, he was a bit annoyed when I changed it to Arrow, but I need people <laughs> to be able to. I need people to be able to spell it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I got I got a little uh, Hungarian tattoo. Serelem. It says it means love in Hungarian. Um, so yeah, I'm really proud of that. Really proud. Um, I love. I haven't been for a few years, but also lockdown kind of kind of restricted that. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I love the fact that I've got like, I'm not just pure British. I've got a little bit of yeah. bit of, bit of uh, Hungarian in me. And now that we're at the EU, I need to get myself a passport as well. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so, what's a, an average day in the life for you? Oh, it's it honestly changes. Like every every day is different. It really is. But let me. I'll try and I'll try and. Kind of like, I'll spend a couple of hours, couple of hours a day on TikTok, like searching for like trends and new sounds and new filters, and just like sitting on it. I enjoy doing it as well because it's TikTok. Who doesn't enjoy it? But rather than just like mindlessly watching content, I'll like if there's a sound that I've heard pop up a couple of times, I'll like add it to my notes. And like if there's a filter or a trend that's working, I'll like stick it in a notes page, save it for, for whenever I need it. Um, I get, get in the drum booth probably once or twice a week. Um, I tend to do three covers every time I go in the booth. Um, and that tends to last me. If I do three covers and I post every other day, it's basically a week's content. Yeah. So if I can get in there once a week, great. If I can get in there more, even better. Um, lately it's been a bit more tour orientated so it's been a, a lot more rehearsals um, and planning like logistics and booking hotels and stuff like that but if I had to, if I had to sum up my average day it would probably be have a coffee sit on TikTok for a couple of hours uh, hit the drum booth um, get back edit the videos which takes takes a while as well yeah. um, and then yeah, I've got a girlfriend as well, so I hang out with her a bit and we watch her. Funny, that was actually my next question. It was going to be, how has like, all this sort of impacted your personal relationships? Well, it's been great, actually, because Amy, my wonderful girlfriend, is has been an influencer for years. Um, right, she was an um, influencer back in the day. And like she's, before I even posted my first video, I think she's got like... 160,000 followers on Instagram and like loads on TikTok as well. Um, so when I started like taking off, she was a great like, she was great to talk to because she'd like done it all before. Um, so she was like, when the brand deals were coming through and stuff like that, she was like, she knew how to handle it rather than she knew to like, like ask for more money, for example, right? which I never would have thought to do. She was like, no, get more, get more. Like she's been, she's been a great influence in like, Excuse the pun, but like <laughs> um, she's been she's been great. So uh, if anything, it's made it better because like we now understand each other a bit more. Because um, before before my TikTok thing, she was obviously always getting like 
every day she gets like makeup through the post and like press packages and all that. And I never understood it. And like when I got my first one, I think it was crack and rum. They sent me a bottle of rum. It's like, we love your TikTok. Here's a bottle of rum. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. How long have you been together? Two two years now. Yeah, two years. Um, I chased her for about a year and she completely denied (laughs) me. That's always the worm, that's always the worm. Finally, she cracked and went out with me. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good two years since then. Brilliant stuff. Do you, do you get many um, comments? Because obviously, you know, handsome lad, you've got the hair. Do you get many comments on your TikToks? <laughs> I get a few from from other girls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get a few. I get a few. Amy loves them. Though. <laughs> Amy loves them. She's like, oh yeah, me. She's like, the more comments you get, it means it means that I'm doing. I've pulled a good one. <laughs> she was like, she said, she said, um, she said, uh, if if you weren't getting any any comments from girls, she'd be worried because it means I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> How does it make you feel? Is it just another boost to the ego? Yeah, it's nice. Isn't yeah, it? it's nice. Like, it's nice. Um, I'm not going to complain about comments from girls, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant stuff. Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your time. You too, Dan. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. I hope I hope that was all right. I hope I wasn't going on too much. No, no, absolutely great. I've just got one sort of final question. And it's oh. one that we're going to be asking everyone. So you've come, play music your whole life. You're now doing it in front of thousands of people. You're sort of where you want to be, but not quite there yet. But... Sam Ara, are you happy? Extremely. Um, in fact, the other day, I wasn't. I wasn't six months ago when I still worked in my, well, probably a bit more than six months ago, but when I worked in my job and it was locked down and I was working in a phone shop and I was actually getting a bit depressed at times. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? And then since since the TikToks happened, like, and I got my new job and I've got I'm on tour and I'm not I'm not going into work. I was in I was actually in the shower the other day and I was just like just a random shower thought and I was like bloody hell this is you're living such a good life at the moment you're really enjoying yourself you're you're not you're not um having to go in to do some you'd like they, there's not one point in my day now that I spend doing something that I don't like doing. So I think if that doesn't sum up happiness, then nothing will. So yeah, I am very brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. If you ever are you, are you Danny boy? Uh, always, mate. Always, especially when I get always. to talk to a lovely person like yourself. If right. you're ever in Hull, just on the off chance, that's where talk tonight is based. It's where oh, I God. am. I have played <laughs> Hull before, actually. I'm trying to think where it was. Um, so we've got venues such as Welly, Social, the Bonus Arena, KCOM, Ice Arena. Um, there's quite a lot here to be fair. It's not like it used to be maybe five, ten years ago. Got I'll Adelphi. find it on my emails. Adelphi, that's right. Uh, yeah, Adelphi, great little venue. But yeah, if you ever happen to be about... We'll get a pint. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to sort something out. But yeah, Sam, yeah, it's we'll... been an absolute pleasure talking to you i've, I've um, really enjoyed this this is like the first thing like this i've ever done so it's is like it? well i'm sorry i've never i've never done a podcast or an interview or anything before so um i hope i did all right and i'm, I'm well, really looking forward to it 
happy to uh, be your first. This has been the first <laughs> episode of whatever this is called. I hope you enjoyed it. This has been Sam Arrow. You can find him at Sam Arrow Drums. Find us at Talk Tonight HQ. Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all the usual stuff. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.